0: welcome to the bottled blonde podcast i am christina mcginnis the founder of kcm connect the bottled blonde and a fashion blogger The Bottled Blonde podcast is a millennial's guide to leveling up in business, dishing on our latest dating adventures, personal development, hashtag self-care, and sipping on some fun AF cocktails. To break it down, booze, boys, beauty, and business. If you want it, we got it. Hey, babes. It is your host, Christina Catherine McGinnis, founder of KCM Connect, The Bottled Blonde. And the blog, ChristinaMcGinnis.com. I'm going to be honest, guys. This week was rough. I don't know if everyone felt it, but I feel like I went through the ringer, and I'm so happy I did. Everything that's happened with George Floyd and the protests and the looting and everything that's happening has actually put everything in perspective for me. And I'm actually so grateful that it happened because... I don't know why up until right now, right now it hit, it like slapped me, like literally like a truck. Like I was hit and I was like, what can I start doing? Start showing up because I have not showed up for the POC community and I need to start doing that. And I sat down and like asked myself some really hard and questions and realized like I have all of this at my fingertips. And I've got to start today and I've got to start now and I've got to start hard and I'm not coming in soft. And I'm not going to shut up. And I want to help these people. And the best way that I show my love, my support, whether that's for friends, family, is by supporting their businesses and showing them on my page and starting to show them on the podcast and showing different perspectives on the podcast. I want to bring on people from all walks of life because this is all about the millennial culture. This is about leveling up, whether that's in relationships or your worldviews, seeing things from a different perspective. And that's what I want to bring to you guys. And I'm really excited for that. I think that there's going to be some really amazing and some tough conversations, but stuff that needs to happen. We need to have these chats. We need to sit with our friends and question why they're saying certain things. Like, I think that this has been so eye-opening for me and I was able to make some changes that needed to happen. And if this is what it took, then I'm happy that this, this slapped me upside my head and said, you have got to do better. You have got to start thinking of others better. And the ways that I've done that Is actually in a number of ways. I got every single one of my clients for KCM Connect to donate to a list of different places that are all around either Portland or worldwide to help, you know, Black businesses. And that was really huge for me. That helped me. I supported and donated hundreds of dollars. And I didn't want to stop there. And I really, really didn't. And I didn't want to hide behind my screen. And I feel like a lot of people have been hiding and they've been reposting and resharing. And I think that that's great, but what next? what else are you doing? And I couldn't sit here and feel good about myself being on the bench. I am not a bench chick. I do not sit out for the team. I want to be in the fucking game. And so on my Instagram stories at Christina Catholic Guinness, I had some tough conversations about what one of my ex-boyfriends had told me that was, who was a man of color. And like some of his struggles, I talked about what I'm doing to show up for the POC community. And that is featuring them on the podcast. That is changing up my newsletters to support their businesses. That is buying their products, sharing their products, working with those companies. And there's so much more. There's donations. There's having open conversations. Like I have had the freaking coolest conversations with people in my direct messages and that's all because everyone is willing to chat with each other. And that's what I think is so cool right now is that I've never been able to ask someone, hey, what verbiage would you like me to use when representing your company? Would you rather like black owned? Would you like POC? What is like the best way to represent you? And people have been so like educational with me saying, hey, here are some books that you can read. Here are some books you can share with your followers. Here is a list of companies in Portland that are all black run for you to buy food at. And little things like that may not seem like a big difference, but overall, those add up. Those things that you start to do and change your behavior, those add up. And those are important. And I urge you guys to donate, to start looking at your own purchases, I literally went online and searched for two hours today for women run black companies. And you would be surprised how many things are at your local target that you can start buying that are at Ulta, that are at all of these places you already go. And I don't know, I just, I feel really empowered right now. And I feel like all of this is meant to be in a sense that if this was the wake-up call I needed, I'm really grateful. I really am. I'm really grateful for the conversations. I'm grateful for the community. I'm grateful that I'm waking up. And I hope that this is waking you up. There's so much that needs to happen and there's such a long way to go, but this is is just the beginning. I can feel it. I talked with a women-run company today by a black founder and we both said we were like we are excited for the future we're excited for where this take us because everyone is finally having conversation so i just want to let you guys know that i love you during this time keep sharing on your platforms have those tough conversations donate support those businesses but don't stay silent you are not on the bench Tinsley Morrell is the co-founder and chief revenue officer of Pair Technology. After joining Pair, she realized the opportunity to create a new way for influencers to monetize outside of the traditional channels through experiences and events. In addition to Pair, Tinsley recently launched Her Story to support female-led small businesses during the COVID crisis and beyond. Her Story is a curated collection of items from local women-founded small businesses. Each box purchased supports women and thousands of employees and their families involved in the Her Story movement. Guys, I got a box for my mom for Mother's Day. She was obsessed. I'm literally obsessed with their packaging. Their stuff is so branded, and you guys are gonna love Tinsley. Hello, Tinsley. Welcome. Welcome to the Bottle of podcast. We are so happy that we get to hang out virtually.
1: I am so excited to be here. I guess you have some coffee. I have some Spindrift, but cheers.
0: (laughs) I know. I was like, we need some coffee. It's like 11 a.m. It's like my second cup and I've been doing like intermittent fasting and that is the next level process. I'm like, whoo, you got to have coffee in the morning or otherwise it would
1: pop out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I w- I think I have three to like ten shots of espresso by the time it's one PM. I'm like, okay, I've gotta hold off at this point. <laughs> I know. I'm always like I've seen those memes that are like, when is like
0: enough coffee like too much? Like when you're hitting your third or second up do you, I'm like, do I need it? And then I'm always like, yes, I do. Yes, I my do. My answer
1: is when I start sweating. Like when I've had so yeah. much coffee. That I'm like,
0: or like, start I start stuttering when I'm on calls because I'm like so jacked up. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And they're like, are you all right? I'm like, all right, got to get some water in here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I am so excited to have you on. Okay. What is your favorite drink right now? We got to talk cocktails.
1: Oh my gosh. So Marfa ranch water is my favorite drink. And if you haven't had it, it is like a Texas staple. So I've lived in Ooh. Dallas since I went to SMU. So it's been about eight years now. And what they do is they take Topo Chico, which is like my favorite sparkling water, and you okay. put Casamigo Blanco in it. They say to do one shot, I usually do maybe two, two and a half if I'm feeling crazy. And then you add some lime juice and I like mine spicy. So you also add jalapenos to it and mix it up. And it's almost like a skinny margarita. Like you don't feel guilty the next morning as in hungover and it was too sugary, but you have a great time that night after enjoying it.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm going to try this. The ranch water is going to be our new staple. Like I'm going to have to like literally write down how to make it and I'll probably make it this weekend. That sounds amazing.
1: Oh, it's like the best thing. It's the best thing ever. There's someone in West Texas who actually just started canning it and they've done like a seltzer you can purchase. It's called, I think it's just called Ranch Water, Lone Lone River Ranch Water, but people in Texas like go crazy for this stuff. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I've been drinking a seltzer
0: too. There's like, I've been drinking the Bud Light seltzer and I love cherry and I've been adding like some vodka and lemon and lime in there. And that kicks your ass. <laughs> like Wait, it's like five, <laughs> it's like five percent alcohol. And like I saw, I looked up on Pinterest all these different drinks that you can use, like the Bud Light filter that already has alcohol. So it's like kind of like club soda e alcohol that has flavor in it. And then you just whoa, what a time to be alive! <laughs> I made mean, it over the weekend, and everyone was like, we had our whole like fridge filled up. Everyone was like grabbing them and. Before we knew it, everyone was having a real good time. They were like, Christy, you (laughs) love me. And I was like, hey, I'm Uber. Like,
1: (laughs) Time to go home. Time to go home. (laughs) You guys are getting wild. Yeah, my boyfriend always says, nothing good happens after midnight. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's when the fun starts happening. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's what my mom, there's uh, there's like a Todd Crisley quote. that's like, nothing good is open after midnight. And it talks (laughs) about about, like legs and yard doors. And I'm like, mom, she quotes it all the time. (laughs) Mother, you crazy woman. For everyone who doesn't know Tinsley, we have known each other for about over a year now. And we met, I want to say via Instagram. Yeah, we met via Instagram
1: and then got to meet in person during fashion week.
0: Yeah. And so that was like a few fashion weeks ago. But yeah, then we've just partnered on like various things for her company pair that you guys are going to hear about. And then her new company, she just launched called Her Story. So can you give everybody a little bit of background on both companies?
1: Yeah, definitely. So- I launched Pair back in 2018, really to create a solution for the experiential marketing industry. And if people aren't familiar with experiential marketing, it's really become a multi-billion dollar industry where you're able to create meaningful connections with brands, whether it's through a concert that Red Bull is sponsoring and you're able to go and meet these different artists or really, you know, any of those pop-ups you see in New York where Nespresso is doing a cool coffee pop-up and you get to try their espresso, that's all experiential marketing. And so we saw really quickly that millennials and Gen Z are so attracted to customized experiences and really want things to be created particularly for them. And the traditional model of marketing is push model of marketing, right? Where you're getting a bunch of emails, you're getting those ads on Instagram saying, you like this, and we know that, right? And they're scraping your data. And I think a lot of millennials feel distrust towards brands because they feel like they're taking all this information they're not choosing to provide. So with Pair, we created a pull model of marketing for brands. So where we ask our consumers, what do you like? And they get to choose different experience elements on pair, whether it's you know farm-to-table vineyard tasting, shake and stir, so mixology, rooftop yoga, kind of you name it. And you fill out a profile about yourself and it's all opt-in data. So you're choosing to provide that information. And in exchange, we pair you with exclusive customized events brought to you by brands like Topo Chico, Neiman Marcus, Bumble. And actually... Christy was actually a part of our Bumble virtual experience a little while ago. So that's kind of what we did with Perrin. That's been really fun. And then throughout that journey, I think you realize very quickly, and I'm sure Christy can say the same thing, is when you're an entrepreneur, you don't stop. It's like new ideas happen all the time. And you realize really quickly that you can't stop and think you kind of just have to dive in to an opportunity. And so... So during COVID and everything happening, obviously Pair, being a live experience platform, we weren't able to have live experiences because bringing people together and gathering is not only illegal, but not safe. So how do we survive? How do we kind of pivot and manage this new normal for consumer behavior? And so that's when we launched our virtual experiences. But also that's when I saw a major need for especially female-founded businesses, to be supported in retail. Because as you know, so many small businesses right now are closing their doors who've been around for for years because people can't go in, feel their, you know, whether it's their clothing or their accessories. And so they're going to Amazon and, and purchasing everything to come as quickly as possible. But these small businesses are getting forgotten. And they're the ones who really create character in our lives. And so I talked with my sister, Brittany, who started the Acola project, now called Acola. And they have been around for about 15 years. They create luxury high end jewelry sold in Neiman Market, Saks, Nordstrom, and support women in Uganda who are customizing and creating these gorgeous jewelry and being able to support their families. And she was like, Tinsley, I mean, with everything happening right now, I'm so nervous for Acola and for all of these other retail stores because. It's just so difficult when you know your inventory is being delayed and people aren't aren't purchasing when you thought they were going to be purchasing. And so we're like, how can we how can we curb this? How can we help these businesses? And so Whitney Rowell, who's a friend of ours who started a company called Miracle Milk Cookies, she also obviously was having issues selling her cookies that are maybe a six dollar price point. People aren't wanting to spend that money right now. And they're made as like actual lactation cookies for women who are pregnant and needing help breastfeeding, which is like really oh. awesome and phenomenal. And she was like, I'm dealing with the same issue. And so before we knew it, about I guess seven weeks ago now, maybe eight weeks ago now, we hopped on a call and we were like, all right, we're gonna create some curated box that brings in high-end small businesses where they can, you know, show off their products. And sell their products in a meaningful way, but also consumers can actually learn about the female founder through these special experiences powered by care. And so that's really where the her story box was born. And within three weeks, we launched in time for Mother's Day and started selling boxes. So it's
0: been <laughs> Oh my gosh, crazy. guys. I am like I'm so amazing. Like when we were doing this stuff for Bumble, I had no idea you were even working on that. And then as soon as I knew, I was like, oh my gosh, how can we work together? How can we collaborate? And we, she sent my mom a box and she loved it. I just love your guys' branding too and your mission and like supporting like women run companies is so huge. And to like quality product, like yes. there's other subscription boxes that I've got. I'm sorry, but the, the products are crap and they're like yes. not stuff you would actually want and when I got the box, everything was so beautiful. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I want a box because I would use all these things. And so I felt like you guys killed it. Like I really do. And I'm so excited to see for like, what comes of it, all the new boxes that are going to come. It's going to be amazing. Well,
1: I think what's been so special is the women beyond the box, right? Because I think All of us, when we first came up with the idea is how can we support our own businesses, right? By creating something and therefore support other women in their businesses. And the original idea just became so much larger during this time when we reached out to Jamie O'Bannon with Beauty Bio, or we reached out to Christina with Miguel Andrina, Mir and Crosby, all of these like incredible brands, Kelly Wynn, and we're like, hey, we're we're building this box. We want to support you, like help you sell this inventory in a very high-end way. So we're not looking at a, you know, Fab Fit Fun box where you have a bunch of fun samples you get to try. This is not things you might not necessarily use. Instead, these are products that are full-size products that you're getting in this luxury box that you get to enjoy and all of these super deals from brands that never go on discount that you can enjoy. You know, Would you be interested in getting involved? And it wasn't like, tell me more. It was like, how can we get involved? How can we support you guys? How can we support other businesses? And so it's been really magical during this journey is just seeing how happy other women founders are to support other women founders and other female businesses. And so just through this journey, I think the most incredible thing is just connecting and collaborating with so many amazing women who by sharing their story, and that's where we came up with her story is by sharing the story of how they created their business. It's not just about the female founder of the business, but all of the people they're supporting underneath them. So their employees who are supporting their families and their kids and it's been so incredible to see the feedback we've gotten from consumers who are like, I had this, you know, sent to me for Mother's Day, right? Or for graduation. And I felt like I wasn't alone during this time in quarantine anymore. I felt like there are so many women behind me and, and doing so many incredible things. So that's just been so special in this journey.
0: That's so amazing. Okay. So, what is your day to day life working for now two companies? Like, you're wow. running a pair and then also her story. So, like, what does that look like? Because I feel like a lot of people, and I, I get this all the time. Everyone's like, "Oh, it looks so glamorous," blah 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 blah. And you're like, "Girlfriend, <laughs> like, before the, "Boyfriend like, if It's I'm glamorous." I up at freaking <laughs> like, six a.m. Like, I want to hear like the what is you know like what does that look like for you
1: every day. Is so different in the startup world. And I think circus is probably the best way to explain my my life right now. But it's been really interesting, especially during this time, because normally I feel like just with Pear, I felt like so much of my life was saturated in what I was doing with them and devoted to like nurturing that business. And so now with her story, it's like, okay, where are my times of I can balance and get everything done I need to with Pear, but I can also build a brand new business with her story. And by the way... Whitney and Brittany are also full-time with their businesses and CEOs and founders of their businesses. So we're doing this all as like a passion project, but it there's so much time that goes into building a company and building a brand. So I try and, you know get up at six thirty, usually end up rolling out about at around seven. I'm really bad at waking up super early. <laughs> and i I go straight to my coffee machine. I get my coffee. I shoot through emails for both her story. And pair because the biggest thing for me is understanding like what my priorities are going to be for that day. And I think if you're able to get through your inbox as much as you can, and and schedule those appointments, that is like the number one thing for me on getting. All right, I'm on the page. I'm ready for the day. I can conquer anything. And if you lie to yourself and say you can conquer anything, you conquer most of the things you need to do. Exactly. (laughs) And and through that, really just working with pair up until like four or five, and getting everything done, and then. From there, I'm really trying to do all of my calls for her story after that time. So like from 5pm to about 7pm, you'll see me on calls talking to different brands. I will work out with my boyfriend. We've been in quarantine for 60 days together. So the fact that he doesn't want to kill me after not only working with PR, but building a company while we're in quarantine is... Phenomenal! <laughs> yeah, we
0: love them. Oh my god, that's, that's like the test. Um, I was talking to someone, which is so funny. They were like, "We feel like there's dating, and then dating in quarantine, you're almost on another level. Like you really, uh, yeah, it's, no, it's a you, definitely- asked
1: me, you asked me earlier. You're like, what's your? How would you define your relationship status? And I was like, there should be a new status for girls yeah. who have been in quarantine with their boyfriends or husbands or significant others, because it is like, you will never spend this much time with someone ever again in your entire life. So I don't know if it were definitely taken or he's going to break up with me <laughs> by the end <laughs> <laughs> we we'll, to like, keep everybody updated. But, like he's still doing
0: well. It's day sixty-five. Like he's still hanging in there. <laughs> day seventy, he's rocking on the floor, crying. Oh, yeah. oh, he's in him. a position. We might need to check on him. Check his vital. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I think that that is just. I think it's amazing, and I think it's so hard to juggle so many things. But what's interesting for me, and I don't know if you feel like this for you, when you're launching so many things at once instead of having that moment of being like shit is that the right idea should i try that should i not you don't have time to think no. so i call it hitting the fuck it button you literally hit <laughs> it and roll and that's what i feel like is so good is like this time and you being so busy you're probably so able to do that you're like okay hey, this idea let's let's do this let's market it like you were able to just like free flow
1: yeah i mean there's no bullshit right like you don't have time for it So it's like, we're on, we're talking, we're going boom, boom, bam. Like every movement. I actually talked to my dad about this because he was a big swimmer at UNC back in his day. And he's now a phenomenal entrepreneur and one of my major mentors and people I look up to and definitely my soundboard right on all the crazy ideas I have. But he told me back in college, I was like, how did you balance being an athlete and being in a fraternity and doing all of these things? Like where did you have the time to also be successful in school and all of that? And he was like, "I mean, Tinsley, think about it like you being an entrepreneur. You have so much more time than you think you do when you have so much more going on. He's the visionary and the dreamer, right? So he's a developer in real estate, and he's always told me, you know, reach for the stars and you can go even farther. And I feel like it's really hard normally to have a parent who's like that because they're like, you want to be successful and you need to make this much money and we want you to be stable, but he's really always supported me through every venture and and crazy idea I've had. And that really started with my, my sister, Brittany. So I'm the youngest of five and my sister, Brittany, who I started her story with is the oldest of five. So it goes girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. And Brittany actually started a cola back when she was 19 at SNU. So I have kind of grown up with being able to watch such incredible entrepreneurs in my life do things and shoot for the stars and make them happen. And while attending SMU, I was able to work with Bumble before they launched with Whitney Wolf and Alex Williamson and see these women really make an impact and a difference and worked with Amber Vents behind Reward Style as an intern while I was at SMU. So there's just so many incredible women who've kind of been a part of my background that launched me into saying, all right, anything's possible because if you don't believe it, you'll never be an entrepreneur.
0: (laughs) What was the best advice that they gave you? Like from someone, like something that stuck with you that maybe isn't as common as you hear all the time, like something that was really... unique?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've gotten so much advice over the years and so much incredible advice. I would say always jump into an opportunity. And what I mean by that is you might be comfortable. You might be at an incredible job that might be stable and you might even love what you do. But if you get an opportunity that comes your way where you're like, this is intriguing, this is exciting, dive head first because you never know what's going to happen. And obviously it's a lot easier to say as a 25 year old, right? Dive head first. there's nothing to lose. And I, I do agree with that. But I think what has made my life so meaningful is that you spend more than 12 hours a day on your work. And if you don't love what you're doing for work, you're not loving 12 hours of every day of your life. And so for me, I was really lucky I had the support behind that to say Tinsley, do what you love and and, and shoot for the stars. But I would tell anyone in the end, like think about where you want to be in your life, whether that's in, you know, relationships, whether that's in work, whether that's in friendships. And in the end, like if you're not happy with half of your day, every day, you're not going to be a happy person. And so if you can dive in headfirst to something you believe in and you love, I think that's the best advice I've ever gotten because that's what makes my life meaningful and purposeful.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's such good advice. I think diving in is so important and like immersing yourself, like get obsessed with what you're doing, like go research it, take that extra time. And like, whether it's reading books or reaching out to people. Like, I feel like that's what's really helped me is like literally be in love with your job because it is, yeah. it's half your life. And two, I have never met, it's so unattractive to me and friendships, relationships, anything when someone doesn't love what they do. Like that's yeah. one of my biggest turnoffs to people. I'm like, if you're not passionate in that avenue of your life, how are you able to like, I don't know, bring other assets to the table? Then that's just how I feel. But
1: no, I, I completely agree. And another piece of advice I think that my sister gave me that was really incredible is know your why, like W H Y, know your why. And what that means is know your meaning and know your purpose. It doesn't have to exactly correlate, right, with your job. Like you could be in venture capital and you could be crunching numbers, but if you know that your why is connecting with people, it still makes sense, right? Because then you're, crunching those numbers in order to give small businesses a chance to grow, right? So it doesn't have to immediately correlate with what you do. But if you know that your why is connecting with people or networking or supporting other businesses, make sure that your job and your relationships and your friendships align with what your purpose or your why is.
0: I'm curious in your job, what is your biggest roadblock? Like what are your things that you feel like are the biggest roadblocks for yourself? Because I know mine... And I don't feel like people talk about this ever, but I think it's so interesting.
1: Well, so personally, like if you're saying, you know, strengths, weaknesses, as a founder, what are your roadblocks? I am not a detail-oriented person. I mean, I was never made that way. I am super ADHD. I love to think big picture. And when you start a company, you have got to be so detail-oriented to make sure that things don't slip through the cracks. So I've been really fortunate to understand my weaknesses and have other people tell me my weaknesses to yeah. bring on the right team members, right? To come in and fill that gap of, of, you know, what I don't really have and what's difficult for me and how to learn, right? To be more detail oriented. So that personally has been a very interesting in the entrepreneurial side of things. But I would say from a business standpoint, I mean, COVID was something none of us expected. And we were at such a peak in my company of bringing on such incredible brands. We were signing people for the summer. We were you know, working with really cool movers and shakers. And all of a sudden, in one day, I got news that, hey, events are illegal. <laughs> you, you can't yeah, have them. You can't go a job. job. They're not safe. <laughs> and and my, jo- my job was illegal. I mean, literally, people yeah. and people forget about people in experiential marketing. They've all lost their jobs. It doesn't exist right now, and it's a multi-billion-dollar industry. So all of these people have lost their jobs, and obviously retail and things like that. But this was huge, and my jaw just like dropped for two minutes. I was like, "Okay, okay so yeah, <laughs> what is what does this mean?" And I think we had two options, right? It was either a we're going to pause, we're going to freeze, we're going to hope this only lasts for a couple weeks or a month, and then get back to things. We'll delay things with our brands or. You know, B, we're going to pivot. We're going to have to change our entire strategy in a week and figure out how can we still make our brand partners happy, reach them with their target markets, our consumers happy by having experiences without being able to meet in person, which is what we've always done. And so we created and pivoted very quickly into virtual experiences. And for me, that was a roadblock we had to push through so quickly and virtual experiences are kind of like the wild, wild west right now. There, there's so much we're still learning about how consumers think, how brands think, how technology works. And so for me, that was something that I'm so happy I had to go through because I think as a company, if you have to change a strategy in you know, less than 48 hours and you can make it happen and you can move it, you, you start feeling like, okay, we can do anything. If we can get through this, then we can get through anything else that kind of comes our way, and so that that's been really phenomenal with our team. And too, I think thinking
0: outside the box. Like I feel like a lot of times mm-hmm. when people are like, "Oh, I'm going to pivot," that means you're going in a totally different direction. It doesn't always mean that.
1: It means changing
0: yeah. like a facet of it. And for you guys, that meant okay, let's do it virtually. Let's do events virtually. Like, how can we bring people still together when doing all the events and everything? How have you guys? been able to like still provide that value? Like, cause I was a part of one and I was obsessed with it, but for people who maybe <laughs> haven't attended an event virtually, can you explain mm-hmm. what that's like?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been really incredible because something that we had to do, right. You would think would just be more of a band aid, and it's actually opened up a whole new revenue stream for us because we can reach rather than just having an event right in Dallas, with Topo Chico where we can only have 200 people, we can have a virtual experience where hundreds of thousands of people can potentially attend and learn about Topo Chico and that experience. So that's been really phenomenal with reach, but for the consumer what's so fun is you can opt in and opt out so easily. So you don't have to make plans, get ready, you know, do the whole thing and then be like, all right, actually my kid is screaming. I'm not gonna be able to go to this event anymore. Your kid can be screaming and you can still be a part of a virtual experience. And so for example, with Bumble, what we did and Christy was a part of, which was so fun is, we got got to have, yeah, we got to have bright beauty do this like really amazing kind of demonstration on getting ready for your next Bumble date. But we had Christy and Connor Staley from The Bachelorette kind of join in with us and they were able to really give the conversation of their takes on, you know, what that's like, like for a guy, what kind of makeup does he like a girl wearing? Does he like more you know, natural? Does he like more bold? Being able to share the screen is really cool. So with our virtual experiences, rather than just watching a YouTube video, you actually get to participate within the virtual experience. So when you get invited, you not only get to chat, you get to ask Q&A to the people participating in the event, but you can actually raise your hand and let's say Connor Saley's on there and you love him from The Bachelor. You can ask to share your screen and ask live a Q&A, like you're talking one-on-one with Connor Saley. And I think for us, that's something so fun because normally when you have a live event and you're doing the backstage pass or whatever that is, only so many people can experience that and and feel like they're getting that meaningful connection. And the really cool thing with these virtual experiences is a lot more people get the opportunity to feel like they're having that one-on-one connection with whether it's an influencer or a brand or you name it.
0: Yeah. And too, what's so interesting, which I love, I hope you guys continue to do them because I think that that'd be it's just a cool, different way for people to connect. And it's funny when you see people in their homes, they're almost more human. Like on <laughs> yeah. the Instagram or whatever, we're like, oh, they're blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, you put them almost on this like pedestal maybe. And when you have the ability to like chat with them, like a normal human being, instead yeah. of at an event, there's a line, you kind of cut the line and you like embrace that humanity and you're able to be right. like, wow. You're a normal person, not a normal person. We can just like chat. It feels like almost less intimidating, maybe, for people who are maybe a little more shy.
1: Oh, definitely. And it's literally like, hey, I'm just sitting on my bed. Like, this is what I'm doing. What are you guys up to? There's so much more personal connection, like you're saying, and that as if someone comes to an event, everyone's dressed up, everyone's trying to talk to everyone. There is that, I would say, kind of like scared feeling or intimidating feeling of going up to, you know, Christy or Connor or whatever and saying, Hey, I love what you do. I want to chat. But for some reason, since we're in our comfort of our own home, we feel a lot more confident in saying, Hey, I really love what you're doing and I want to connect with you.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. So what are some things for us to look forward to in the
1: future? Like with so, dinner, with her story? There, there's so many exciting things coming up, which gets me really pumped. I feel like there's still so much uncertainty in the world of Where things are going and how things are opening up, but we're continuing to kind of move forward. So, with her story, what's really exciting is after the launch of our Texas box, we're always going to have that box supporting small businesses because that's where I'm from, where my sister's from, and refreshing that monthly for people to be able to order. But on top of that, we're actually launching a New York box in June. And so, we're Mm going to be supporting all New York small businesses where you can purchase the box and they are hurting in a way that other states are just can't even imagine. and it's it's such a new new world for them. And so I think it's going to be really fantastic to support another state that hasn't been able to get out of this quarantine right now and start back to normal or the new normal. And each month we're going to be supporting a different state. So you'll always be able to support the Texas box. But if you want products from you know New York designers, l a designers, you name it, we're going to be having a new box launching each month. So a lot of exciting stuff to come there. And then with Pear, we have a lot more virtual experiences on the horizon. We just started partnering with a bunch of music artists, which is going to be really fun. So we're going to have some really intimate, candid conversation. But We actually have an event coming up with Cameron Merlot, who's an amazing country artist. And he is going to be walking through makeups and breakups. So talking about his song, Giving You Up, and actually talk through how he wrote the course, what inspired him. And then people who are a part of the event can actually share their screen and talk about their own makeup or breakup. And he's oh going to write God. a course for you personally oh, about your story. No, no. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's going to be killer.
0: Yeah, in. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, what is a book podcast or resource that you feel like has really helped you in your career with like launch? It could be like, Marketing, or could you just like a personal book that's like self-development, like whatever floats your boat?
1: I am such a book nerd. I love reading books, so I have a couple. I would say for pair and experiential marketing, there is something called experiential marketing by Dan Hoover, and it is incredible. It's kind of like the experiential marketing Bible of all these mega campaigns that. Coca-Cola has done, Neiman Marcus has done, these amazing brands we kind of look up to. So that's really fascinating if you're into marketing. The Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, is one of my all-time favorite books because you get to kind of see inside this memoir of someone we look to as the CEO with this mega company and really understand his journey of like how wild it was. And what he did and, and what he had to go through personally and, and on the business side. And then finally, I mean, I'm reading Bad Blood right now, which I've loved learning more about Theranos and that company. I, I think it's so fascinating to see both entrepreneurs that have made it, right? And done things correctly, but also look at entrepreneurs who have done things incorrectly and kind of where, where the falls and pits were there. So that's been a really fun book to read. Podcast-wise, how I built this, I mean, I know everyone loves it by Guy Raz, but it is so amazing to hear from like all of these incredible entrepreneurs from Outdoor Voices, Bumble, Evite. So anyone who's interested in building their own company or working for a small startup, I highly recommend just listening to every single one of those podcasts.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. Those are so good. I'm totally going to add those books. Because I have not read either one of them, and I've been actually listening to a lot of audiobooks. Because I kind of feel like they're like podcasts, but you can listen to them while you're like, you know, in the shower or like literally like cleaning your room. And I'm like, it's kind of like music. Most of time, like a book in front of me, but the audiobooks I'm starting to like.
1: Oh no, I'm trying to get into those too, especially with all the driving I've been doing. Because we aren't flying right now. So, getting a good audiobook for like an eleven-hour drive from Florida to Georgia or whatever is like incredible. So, I need to get your list of audiobooks too because there's some that are so great, and then others like you have to have the right narrator. I feel like yeah,
0: you do. The wrong narrator just fucks up the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, you my favorite book, or like something, and I'm like, whoa! So the narration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to tell everyone where they can follow you. Do we want to follow her story, pair? Give us all the handle
1: Yeah, so for her story, it's at support her story. That's our Instagram. And you can also go to supportherstory.com to check out the box and build your own box. For pair, it's at pairexperience or pair.com to be able to sign up to get invited to these really cool experiences. They're all free. So They're super fun and curated kind of for you. And then my personal handle is Tinsley M. So I'm a lot more lame than the, you know, her story and pair experience Instagram, but always love connecting with people. So if you're interested in starting a company, if you're interested in getting involved in marketing, I'm always here as a resource. So DM me and I'd I'd love to connect.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. Well, thank you so much Dave, for coming on. We'll have to do this again. When we have like a few more updates for COVID wraps, We'll be coming.
1: And maybe some wine in our hand. Who knows what we might find out. (laughs) I'll have to make the cocktail, you said.
0: I'll have to make the the ranch water.
1: The ranch water, yes. We'll just have a ranch water session. That sounds incredible. (laughs)
0: Stay tuned, guys. I will link everything in the show notes. If you haven't rate, reviewed, and subscribed to the podcast, please do so on your platforms. We will talk to you next week, babe.
1: Heart gets cool.